change. Change habits. Change beliefs. Change relationships. Finances. Change thinking. Change my body. Get unstuck. Change mindset. Change focus. Change my future. Welcome to Change. My name is David Griffiths and welcome to my new podcast entitled, Change. Today, I am suffering with laryngitis so I am having my virtual assistant do the voiceover for me. In this podcast, I interview experts to help us change in areas of health, wealth, and relationships. In today's episode, we speak with Dr. Myron Edmonds. He serves as the founder for The Winning Circle, an accountability community for men who want to win in what matters in life. He also proudly serves as a reserve chaplain in the United States Air Force Reserves. He is a devoted husband to Dr. Shady Edmonds, father to two teenage children daughter Taylor and son Camden. He is the author of the book, 40 Days to Life-Changing Family Worship. Sit back and enjoy our conversation as he speaks to the question, how do I help my man win? Hey fam, how are you doing? This is Dave, the digital creator, and today we are blessed to have a phenomenal man of God who has a vision for helping men transform their lives. I want you to warmly welcome Dr. Myron Edmonds. What an honor to be here with you, David. I think uh, I'm going to just tell my mama, mama, I made it. Mama, I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, don't get me started. So so in in honor and and appreciating uh, all the tidbits that you're always giving us on social media and knowing that the wisdom that you've got obviously comes from a journey and an experience. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Please tell my audience who hasn't been blessed to know about you yet who you are and how you serve. Sure, sure, David. Um, Myron Edmonds is a man who, for a long time, I got caught up in um, an identity struggle of not really knowing who he was. And I'd say mainly because of the, I think this, this, I w- it's not all societal, but I think the society does play a role in what the you know, levels of expectation are for men, black men in particular, to express them their their deepest needs. Um, and I think that for a long time as a pastor, I was chasing success, which is something that most men are socialized to chase. It gives us value. It gives us a sense of meaning. Um, you know, some folks would say even from the day, days of the caveman, you know, we always on the hunt, you know, and wanting to. Um, be significant. I think that's the word. And I think I derived a lot of my significance from my job. And I started realizing as I was losing my marriage, as I was addicted to pornography, as I was disconnected from my children, that um, whatever I was chasing was not helping me to win in what mattered. And I saw that I was failing in what mattered. And um, so a lot of this was born from my own personal pain of trying to be a man, but whatever I was, whatever I was trying to be, I realized was unsustainable. And I said, this can't be what manhood is about. The destruction of my family, personal addictions, really personally unhappy, uh, trying to impress and improve myself to people who, um, who I don't even know. Um, chasing ghosts, running from ghosts in my past, 
my children disgruntled with me. I was like, there's got to be more to this than that. And I found that there were so many other men who could relate to my story. And as a result of that, we started a, a an international support group for men to help them to win in what matters called the winning circle. Okay. So the support group, is this only for people? You said it's an international um, organization. Like, is this a, a virtual meeting? Like, how do people get involved with this ministry? Yeah, absolutely. It's a virtual, it started in a pandemic. I think during the pandemic, when I, I felt helpless, maybe maybe like you did, Dave, I don't know. I mean, just to see some of the things happening in our society, you know, it's almost like God stopped the world with the pandemic and caused us to focus and watch, you know, so many brutalized black men in particular. And, um, you know, I've always grown up with a, I'd say a, a social activist heart and was very always very involved in my community and much of this connected my own uh, personal story, but I just felt powerless, felt like I needed to do something. And uh, God just used a friend of mine to remind me, oh yeah, dude, you remember you're more than a pastor. You actually did doctoral research on how to develop African-American males and the leaders. You've put, and I, honestly, David, I put so much of my personal passion for to help men on hold because I was being a pastor. You know what I mean? It's like, I became my job so much so that I had forgotten about personal passions. And I would even go so far as say personal callings that God had placed on my life. And so during the pandemic, just feeling like I needed to do something for men, we started a virtual community of support for men. And honestly, I was shocked. I didn't, I thought this was going to be a little, you know, virtual in the church basement kind of thing with, you know, five or six men. We had our first event and we had, 2,000 people to sign up for the event. What? That's crazy. Then after that, we had guys to sign up to be a part of the community. And there were hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of guys, almost 500 guys have come through our, through our community. And, um, it just started telling me something, yo, all this stuff about men, not wanting help and men, not wanting healing and men, not wanting to be broken and men, not wanting to be vulnerable. I guess it's not true. I guess I guess they they just didn't have a space for it. So mm-hmm. it's just been the joy of my life to be able to serve men in this capacity. Man, uh, I, I was fortunate in the pandemic. Uh, some of my high school friends, um, one of my friends, Jeff Vargas, he's a motivational speaker. Um, he decided that he would just start something he called Dudes Chat, just so that we could see each other once a week and just talk about stuff mm-hmm. and it truly changed my life like I, I miss it now because you know as the as the restrictions lifted and people were like hey i mean i can do other stuff so i don't know if i can come to the zoom but it transformed my life just being able to have guys that i could be real with you know like i could be vulnerable that had wisdom that had experience to to um, navigate some of the stuff that I honestly had never, never learned how to deal with. So what you're doing sounds like a godsend. So I, I want to frame a question for you. Mm-hmm. Right now on social media, um, praise God, I've been blessed to grow. <laughs> Today, I'm in a growth spurt. I have like 565,000 followers on TikTok. And- <laughs> it's crazy. And I've been I am so blessed by what you're doing. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, though. Yeah. And, um, but when I looked at the 
the demographics there and also on my Instagram, I saw that 70% on one, 66% on the other of the people who were following me are women. Mm-hmm. So I had asked, I, I wanted to serve them better. Like the strange thing is my approach to what I'm doing comes from an atheist and someone who curses all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love Jesus, I'm a Christian influencer, but, but let me explain. So Seth Godin is a marketing genius expert, and he talks about the fact that when you try to develop a presence in social media, you should build a community first. So you should go hang out with people who are interested or passionate about something that you're passionate about, and you should serve them. And over time, they'll let you know if there's something that that you can serve them with that they'd be willing to pay you for. Mm -hmm. But if you go into it, just looking and saying, hey, hey, I got this, you wanna buy it? Then you'll never build the community. So he's told me that Gary Vaynerchuk, um, he said that TikTok was the best place to grow for organic growth on social media. So on Facebook, I had gotten to, you know, the Facebook pages. I had a group, David Griffiths and Praise and Worship Experience. And so we'd get people to like the page. And then Facebook, I'd post something and people would be like, oh, I, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Facebook now is charging you money to have access to the people you convinced mm-hmm. to, to follow your page. So it's like, oh, this ain't working. So I was paying money to advertise to get people to, to join a page that I had to pay money to advertise for the people who joined the page to see what I'm doing. It don't make sense, right? So it don't make no sense. <laughs> so between Gary V saying go with organic reaches, TikTok isn't just dancing for kids. It's it's the future and it's organic. And then Seth Godin's comments. I went there and I found uh, almost like an early Acts of the Apostles experience, right? I found a community where people bought into me because they taught me what they wanted. I went, I sang a couple songs, you know. I'm you know a gospel recording artist. Let me sing. They were like, oh, that's okay. I prayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you pray some more? Crazy. I really crazy. I'm about to cry, man. Morning, evening, shoot. Last summer, I would pray eight. I would post eight to ten times, and the posts that were most engaging were when I prayed for people. Mm. Mm. So after this community started exploding, growing, I asked them, like, if I did interviews with people, what would you want for me to learn about? for you with them. And among the different areas, mental health is a big one. But I really feel as though one of the challenges could be addressed in this question. How do I help my man win? Mm -hmm. I have women trying to figure out, mothers trying to figure out how to get their sons on the right path. Can you talk to my son? He has, he, you know, he needs, he needs some mentorship, leadership. Uh, you know, I'm having problems in my relationships, uh, you know. So if you could, because my audience is 70% female, can you tell them how they can help their man win? Before Dr. Myron answers this important question, we want to say thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast today in a special way. David would like you to have a copy of his new ebook, TikTok Secrets, the ultimate 10-step guide to TikTok growth for faith-based businesses. Learn the tactics David used to gain over 75,000 followers on Instagram, 
and over 584,000 followers on TikTok. This offer will only be available for a limited time, so get your copy today by clicking the link in the description of this episode, or by visiting any of David's social media pages. Thank you. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, if if I could answer this question, then, uh, yeah, I could make a whole lot of money, wouldn't I? You know, <laughs> how, hey, how can I get my man to do what I want him to do, what he needs to do, you know? Oh, man. You know, that's a great question, David. And I think um, here's what I've found. What I have found is and here's what the research actually, um, you know, I have a friend of mine, Isaac Palmer, great friend of mine. He has worked in the, in healthcare for years and um, he did some research recently to figure out, you know, about men's health and what actually produces results in men going to get help for, you know, seeing a doctor, or, you know, setting an appointment or, you know, just doing basic preventative help. And what they found is, is that the number one determining factor of a man going to get whatever medical services that he needs, uh, preventative or otherwise, was the women in his life. <laughs> what? Like, oh. no, it's like, like his daughter or his wife or his girlfriend. I'm just like, wow, that's not the answer that I was expecting. <laughs> right. Um, I'll say this. I think, I think men listen to women. Um, a lot of men in particular, a lot of men in particular, which is my personal opinion, a lot of men especially have very close relationships with women, right? Uh, these are, you know, especially in our African-American community, we're talking about men that were raised by women. Um, they already have a profound respect for women. Um, I think sometimes the issue is, is how do I communicate with a man? It's not whether or not a man will listen to me. It's whether I can I can communicate his language so that he will respond to me. Does that make sense? Are you, are you, are you tracking what I'm saying? So I'll give you a prime example. I think one of the one of the ways that oftentimes women and men and, and men often can feel in the same regard as they are talking with women. It's just that sometimes women may not understand this, but the number one thing we did research and, um, you know, of our own, and we did a, a bunch of, of other research looking at other people's studies. What we found is, is that the number one thing that men want, period, is men want respect. Okay. Right. The way that men define love is respect. As a matter of fact, all the lists, you know, the assumption is man wants sex. The man doesn't want sex more than the man wants respect. As a matter of fact, sex is a byproduct. It is another, it is a window into his respect desire. I mean, I, 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 my wife and I went through this in our marriage where I felt like I wasn't getting enough. You know, I, we had that little tug of war. I wasn't getting enough. And, and honestly, I think what she misunderstood was that this was just a physical thing for me. And she didn't realize man, that this was in fact a part of how I viewed myself, how I experienced love. And for her to desire me sexually says that she respects me as a lover. She respects me as a man. And so there are so many men that feel even dejected about sex because they view it as respect. So I'm saying to say this, like the language of respect. We need our, our sisters to learn the language of respect with men. Now, this doesn't mean um, subservience. This just means that men are looking for a way to feel some level of respect because there are so many men. And I know this doesn't sound true in a world that is male dominated, 
But there are a lot of men who do not feel significant and they don't feel respected, which is why they exert themselves so much to be in control and to dominate. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear you. Right. So if they if they felt that sense of connection and respect, then they wouldn't, I don't know, uh, be over aggressive. Is that what you're saying? Like doing negative behaviors to accomplish the same thing? Yeah, I think I think it's 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 lo- men are love starved. Mm. Men are love starved as well, and so the manifestation of them being love starved is seen in the the aggressiveness, the anger that is permissible. The society says, um, the society says that anger is is the only thing that a man can demonstrate, right? And so he doesn't know that he's a human. Yeah. Women help us help to remind us that we are human and they can do that by speaking through the language of respect. And, I, and I'll say, what, what do you mean language of respect? At affirmation. Honestly, I feel like the number one, I've five love languages and all this type yeah. of stuff. A man, a man got two love languages. I'm telling y'all, let me help y'all out, sister. He got two. He got two love languages. One of them is words of affirmation and yeah. the other one is sex. That's it. Yeah, yeah. What, but, and, and it's in that order. And I'm saying uh, most men, a lot of men, especially men from minority communities or any community, a lot of times men have been let down by their fathers and fathers really provide that level of identity for them uh, that they feel significant. This is one of the reasons why men are so dogged about chasing significance in things and in career because they really don't feel that way. They don't feel that way. And the language of affirmation can really help uh, men to process who they are and to feel safe to go there with feelings that more often than not, you would never hear them express. That was a lot. (laughs) I'm like, I mean, I need a moment. (laughs) A digestive moment. Okay. So... Let's say that uh, your resource is something that someone is interested in their man being involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, talk about that process. Like, um, I know people, maybe some people might want, uh, uh, is it is it a thing where it's like a group setting where like- Hold on, can you, can you hear my dog? <laughs> I can hear you, dog. Okay, I was gonna close my door because he, okay, he's, okay, okay. he's like he's like any other man. He just wants some attention. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants. He's looking. He's looking for some respect. He like I hear you up in here, but you ain't talking back to me. But no. I, so what? So to your to your question, I think so. To the sisters that are listening, sisters, what, here's what I know about your man. I know that your man is hurting, and that's why he's behaving the way he's behaving. And here's the other thing I know about your man that your man probably doesn't have a lot of spaces where he can say that. Mm. He doesn't have a lot of spaces where he can process that. So to me, I think the number one solution outside of a woman that can encourage her man with words of affirmation and respect and value to make him feel valuable, make him feel significant. Outside of that, the number one thing I think a man needs is he needs to be in a community of other men that help him to win in what matters. I will tell you this, at, from the time I was a kid until now, we're all social creatures. Most of the most important decisions we make in our lives, we don't make independent of, of community. And it's not any different with men. doesn't matter how old they are. They can be 50. They can be in their 60s. Men crave 
community. And what we're finding, David, is the older a man gets, the less amount of friends that he has. And so when you're in your 40s and your 50s, these are most important times of your life in terms of giving back, in terms of relationships, in terms of the people that you're connected to. And we all got stuff. We all got stuff that we brought to our relationships, that we brought with us from childhood, that we are working through. Here's the sad thing. Most men are doing it by themselves. They're doing it by themselves. And what I'm trying to do is create spaces and communities where men can work through this stuff with other men, where they can say to another brother, you know, I have, you know, I remember the first day we started this, there was literally, and, and I want the sisters, please do not misunderstand this, but I was, I, this, I rejoiced in this in our first, on our first day of the community, because guys come there with this need. They come here for this express purpose. It's not like there's a lot of pretense. They're coming because they realize they haven't been winning and they want to win in the areas that matter. Right. We call it the shift framework spiritually, health and wellness. That's financial health, mental health, physical health, integrity, family, husband, father, brother, son, and then tribe community. In other words, you can't do anything without a community. What we found as soon as these guys come to the group, I remember day one, I can see the circle of guys on the Zoom call saying, hey, guys, I need help. I'm having an affair and I don't know how to get out of it. Wow. Guys, guys, help. I'm addicted to alcohol. It's destroying my life, it's destroying my marriage. I need help. Guys, listen. I don't know how to be a husband. I've been faking it till I make it. My dad wasn't in my life. I'm angry. I'm bitter about it. I need help. Hey, guys, I'm scared. I don't know of anywhere else where I can say that I'm scared. I'm saying I'm scared here because for the first time in my life, I don't know how I'm going to be able to lead this household. I don't know how I'm going to be able to lead this company. I don't know what I'm doing. And for guys, for many men, that's the first time. They can't say in the locker room. You don't say that at the water cooler. You know, this is the first time men have been able to say that. And so. I mean, literally, you're seeing brothers cry for the first time in their lives in, in the presence of other men. And it's been a healing experience. And the testimonies and stories of transformation literally are endless. Uh, we're going to really do it like a week of prayer next week, um, you know, live uh, on my social media platforms entitled uh, How to Be a Man of God. You know, there are a lot of brothers out there that want to be spiritual leaders. They want to be spiritual leading partners along with their spouse. That's what we teach. We believe strongly in partnership. And uh, they, I don't know how. And, and, and the women are asking them. Their children are begging for it. They're, they're, but, but where do you learn this? Do you learn this in church? No. Where do you learn this? Do you learn, what, did your dad teach you? Probably not. He didn't know what he was doing either. And so together we're learning. Together we're vulnerable. Together we're trying to figure this thing out. And so, man, it's just been amazing to see what vulnerability can create in terms of a man's deficit closing in and him becoming that that guy that he always wanted to become and that women need him to be brother just 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 tell us where 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 should we go to get this just, just tell us man. <laughs> and the, the way you said that that reminds me of the woman at the well it's like the man at the well this is like where can i get this water where, where, where's this living water <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. Man. Oh man. Uh, no, menswinningcircle.com. Menswinningcircle.com. And this is not a bank robbing. You know, like honestly, I didn't start this to make money. And I'm not saying that because I'm not a capitalist, because I am. But honestly, we started this really just to help men. And so this is just really community driven. Um and you know, there's an investment. And the only reason why we did this is because I looked at platforms like Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University and things of that nature. And what I realized is when I did Financial Peace University, my finances improved because the second time I did it, 
I paid for it. The first time I did it, somebody else paid for it. And so what we found with men is that men will typically take the process more seriously if they make some, they have some skin in the game. Okay. And so it's real, it's nominal. They can look it up. It's menswinningcircle.com. But uh, the payoff in terms of what you will see from your husband, what you will see from your father, what you will see from, you know, your brother is tremendous. Your son, tremendous. The growth that we've seen guys experience by being in healing circles with other men is, is powerful. Menswinningcircle.com. So this is, this is uh, and Pastor, I know you're very busy. I, I want to let you go, but I want you to pray for the the men and pray for the women who are concerned about the men under the sound of our voice. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, Father God, I just want to pause right now. And I want to pray first and foremost for, for David. And I thank you for how you've given him favor and how you've opened up this space and how you're using him to encourage. Lord, I look forward to his prayers each day. And it's an honor for me to stand in this space with him and to pray as well. And Lord, I want to pray for men. I want to pray for every brother that feels like he has to be macho, that he has to be strong when in fact you're asking him to be weak. I want to pray for the man that's bottled up so much pain on the inside, so much frustration that it's killing him. He knows it's killing him, but he feels like he has nowhere to go. Father, I want to pray for every young man, every little boy whose daddy's not in his life or whose daddy is physically present, but spiritually and emotionally absent. I pray for all the lonely brothers out there who are trying to be a man and they struggling. We're failing. We're losing. We're winning in career, but we're failing at home. Lord, I pray for all the women that are trying to hang in there, trying to support them. Lord, I pray, Lord, that they will not, that they will not grow weary, that they will not grow impatient. I pray, Lord, in a very real sense, that they will not put up with foolishness. But I also pray, Lord, that through their love and through their affirmation, their their respect that it will help to inspire some man to get help, to be a part of a, a circle of other men that will help him to win in the things that matter. Lord, I know you're able to do this. Your word is promised that you will do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or imagine. We thank you for that right now. Yeah. In Christ's name, amen. Amen, amen. Wow. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank so you. Prayer, thank man. you. Yes, sir. So tell us one more time where we can get this resource. Sure. Menswinningcircle.com is where they can find everything they need to know about the Men's Winning Circle. And of course, you can find me on all social media platforms. My website's myronedmonds.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, my friend, for dropping by and, and sharing some hope with uh, my family, my online family. Thank you. Yeah, man. So you all, I look forward to being with you again soon. If you, if you need to, to get some help, men's ministry issues, please reach out to Dr. Myron. He's accessible, he's personable, and he really has a passion for this. This is not something that he does other than for the fact that he has a passion. He really feels the need deeply. So please, get you some help. I'm getting me some help. You get you some help, all right? All right. God bless you. I love you. You know, God loves you more. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to How Do I Help My Man Win? 
on the Change Podcast. I'm David Griffiths, and I look forward to seeing you next week.